Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swill podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm your host, Caleb. And I'm the Big Show. You can just call me Show, just like my wife does for some reason. And I'm overacting all the time, because I'm not good at it. Hey, here's a concept that works. That's uh, true. How are you, friend? Good. I'm uh, excited for our wrestling-heavy show today. All about wrestling and wrestlers. I'm and very happy for you. WrestleMania. We're a little bit late on that, but uh, yes. Uh, I, I want to apologize to everybody. Because <laughs> uh, I knew it wasn't going to be great. Didn't expect it to wind up like that, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. Well, it's still on uh, the top ten in the U.S. today, so we're in good company, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if it's not in the well, I mean, we'll talk about it because uh, I forgot to put it in the stories, but uh, something something finally dropped from the number one spot in very weird fashion. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Uh, the fuck yeah well i mean there's no accounting for taste <laughs> are the days all running together for you or, or or is it just because i work from home for five days a week that every day feels the same uh it must just be you okay it's nobody else on the planet earth i i, I guess well it's probably everybody on the planet earth except for me i am still essential I mean, I'm still essential. It's just I go to work two days a week. And, and let me tell you, going to work those two days a week are uh, great. Because I, I do need an excuse to leave the house. Yeah. But regardless. Well, like, while you're on your way to work, do you feel like fucking I am legend? No, there's actually like quite not not a significant amount, like not like the normal amount that I would see on the road. But there's still enough cars out on the road that I'm like, eh. I don't know if all of you yeah. people are essential, but uh, good try. I guess uh, sometime this week in Harrisburg, they're doing a open Pennsylvania backup protest rally uh, because Pennsylvania is the worst non-Texas, non-Florida state. That's I think it's, I think it's debatable. I think plenty of states are doing that. <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't know. Pennsylvania always struck me as being very backwards, but well, as the famous quote goes, in, you ha in Pennsylvania you have Pittsburgh, you have Philadelphia, and then you have like Arkansas or Alabama. It, <laughs> and then that's that's the state. You're not wrong. 
Because you said that someone, it was someone during like a, a federal election went, yeah, this is, this is what's up with Pennsylvania. So it's not like, it, it's not like the state is like, oh, okay, we can overly declare what, what's going to happen there. That's why it's always a swing state. It's not, not the most important swing state, but it's a swing state nonetheless. Well, uh, that's enough of this bullshit. It's time to get into a segment. Uh, what's your swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans! Stay away from the cans! I'm drinking Tito's and tonic again, because I'm almost out of Tito's. So, I figure, why not polish it off and uh, be done with it? And then I can go out and get a new one that's massive, because uh, I now go to the liquor store and buy the biggest fucking bottle of whatever alcohol I want that they have. I, I did that last week with a uh, Bombay Sapphire, and this week, to treat myself, I got some Eagle Rare bourbon, uh, and the bottle is literally the size of my forearm. So, uh, that's a lot of alcohol. But a uh, funny story, I go to the store, and I'm like, hey, uh, I want Eagle Rare, and the woman behind the counter looks at me and she goes, who told you? I'm like, who, t- who told me what? I don't understand. Apparently they they've been out of the the giant fucking bottles for two three months now, so they haven't had the giant bottles of Eagle Rare until that specific day, and I'm like the fourth person that came in and got one, and they're all they're already almost out again. So I have uh, the correct timing. <laughs> Congrats! Thanks. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm having my last beer. Uh, it's a very somber occasion. Because after this, I'm going to have to go out and face the wasteland. What kind of beer is it? Uh, Just a yingling. Oh, okay. I mean, if there's one thing that comes from Pennsylvania that's actually good, that. I mean, it's fine. You're not wrong. My favorite, my favorite thing was always with shampoo, was that like he would always, always talk about like this mythical yingling, and like you, me, and Nick would just drink it during college years and he'd be like so jealous of us but like this is fine i like i don't i don't know what you're expecting out of this yeah it's i don't know it's drinkable it's not yeah. anything amazing it's cheap that's the other thing is yeah. it's cheap yeah i think what you can get like a 24 pack for under 24 dollars which was always the dream or right around 24 dollars yeah. basically Probably you more to be- like 30 bucks but yeah still that's like a buck and a quarter a, a bottle Right? Yeah. I don't know. If you want to talk about uh, beer economics, Bush is where it's at. Because you can get a 30-pack of Bush for nineteen ninety-five. What about Keystone? Where's Keystone at right now? Uh, Keystone is below that. But that's like barely I beer. I think. Yeah. It's like the dregs. <laughs> I can buy a case of water for, for like eight bucks. You think I'm gonna buy uh Bush Light or fucking Keystone Light for more than that? Get out of here. Although if you're doing a gang beats Boggs situation, Keystone Light is the way to go. If if anyone's unfamiliar with Gang Beats Boggs, uh legend has it that Wade Boggs, uh pitcher in the major leagues of baseball, uh drank a hundred beers in, in one sitting. So, uh there's a there's an episode of It's Always in Sunny in Philadelphia where the gang attempts to drink a hundred beers each. Yeah, it doesn't go well. 
It does not go. Mac, I think Mac almost dies of alcohol poisoning. Or no, is it Charlie? I can't remember who, who almost makes it. I want to say Charlie and D made it the farthest. The other, the other thing is you wear a white shirt and you put it in, and you get like marker, you, you mark off how many you've, you've crushed. Uh, I, at a, at a house party one time, we actually tried that. Uh, I, I think I made it about 10 in before I'm like, okay, I can't, I, I'm going to die. <laughs> See, whenever, uh, whenever the pandemic ends, I want to have a wizard staff party. I've been talking about this for years and nobody's ever wanted to actually fucking do it. But I think I'm going to finally do it. Um, basically, you get uh, a bunch of cases of like cheap canned beer. Sure. And every time you... Uh, let's see. Every time you finish a can, you duct tape it to the rest of your cans. And like you keep extending it out and make like your wizard staff. Um, so like the number of cans that are in your staff is your wizard level. Yes. And like when you get to like seven cans, you can use one of the empty beer boxes to construct a wizard hat for yourself. And then, uh, I think whenever you get like you can command lower level wizards. And then like I think whenever you hit like level 10, you can create a rule that like fundamentally changes the dynamic of the party. Ah, good. And, uh, it's great. All I know is I would have to train very hard for, for that kind of a party. Like, that's, that's that party. I feel like party I've been training all my life. You have to prep for because you have to raise that alcohol tolerance. Because if you don't, you're going to be in deep trouble, friend. Yeah. I don't know. I saw, <laughs> I saw a guy on the internet one time who, uh, had like a battle axe made out of Keystone Light boxes and then he had like a fucking viking helmet made out of keystone light boxes mm -hmm. so he's like a fucking keystone barbarian it was really funny there's a, a league of legends skin uh for uh, a character named olaf he's a, a a rage viking so he has uh i forget what the the they came with their own beer brand but basically he has like that that uh, drinking hat with with like the two you put the two cans in it and you drink from there. Oh yeah. And then his axes are made out of uh beer beer boxes, and uh, he looks like a frat boy. It's a, it's a very <laughs> hilarious skin. I love it. It's my favorite skin of all time. He also has his own voice lines. It's like, dude, I am so buffed up right now, chaw and all that kind of stuff. It's the best skin. Yeah. All these damn kids are out of school, so I haven't been able to get any of the good Fortnite skins. That's because you haven't hooked up your Twitch Prime to to your Fortnite account. <laughs> <laughs> I've become shockingly good at flossing for some reason. I, I still have no idea what I'm doing with flossing. I'm, I'm never going to pretend that I'm good at flossing. I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I just don't understand the logistics behind it. I've... <laughs> I hate to say this, but I've really become quite good at it. Yeah, I just tried it right now, standing up. Uh, I have no idea what I'm fucking doing. Uh, let's talk about some news. <laughs> oh, shit, it's mail time. All right, uh, I made allusions to it earlier, but uh, Tiger King has finally been dethroned as the number one program on, Net on Netflix. Uh, this actually came out yesterday, but uh, it was dethroned by, of all things, Despicable Me. Yeah, a lot of a lot of parents trying to get their kids to shut up. 
That must have just hit Netflix. I, I, I haven't been paying attention to that kind of thing, but that's the only explanation for this. Banana. But the minions are so precocious and weird. They basically speak Spanish. I think they speak Spanish. I don't know. I've only seen uh, Despicable Me through trailers. <laughs> have you ever seen the wacky Tic Tac subreddit? Of course not. No. Get out of here. <laughs> it's fucking. It's all these fucking weird ass minion memes of them saying like terrible shit. I don't know. It's it's fucking. It's really fucking weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's 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 the main story. The the big story for this week. There, that nothing else is more important than than that. I haven't done the math on it. I have no. I have no idea what. Uh, I have no idea how many days. It's spent at number one. Let me uh, do some research. By no, research, it was I mean like quick math. Three weeks. Uh, so it first came out on March twentieth. Holy fuck! But if it could have, if it could have held out until uh, yesterday, you know, it'd been thirty fucking days. No, thirty-one That's crazy. days. Crazy. Thirty-one days. So twenty-nine days. No, twenty. Yeah, twenty-nine days as uh, the number one program on Netflix. And I doubt anything will ever approach that ever. Hey, tell me what uh, Rich Kirkman said or Kirk Kirkham. There we go, Kirkham. Kirkham. Uh, he said that Joe Exotic's pure evil. Um, this was a a news story that I found about yet another person bitching about Tiger King. Sure. And the story that wasn't in the show. Um, so I guess Rick. The fuck, Rick Kirkham? Yeah, yeah, that's his name. I, I, I thought Robert Kirkman for a second. I'm like, no, 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 that's Walking Dead guy. Yeah, uh, they're basically it's like the same as uh, other people have said. Like, there's stuff that they edited out of the show, probably to make it something that they could put out on TV. Yeah, uh, but he said that like he personally witnessed Joe Exotic shoot and kill two tigers for no reason whatsoever uh just because he was pissed off and like uh that he was like terrified of them so he treated them like shit um he says uh this is rick kirkham talking so he said hey rick watch this shoot this and i videotaped him shooting one right in the head uh, the other one was Joe had been in surgery and tried to wake up early, and he was so scared of one of the tigers that he shot and killed the thing. Uh, he also, he says, like, he just enjoyed seeing people and animals get hurt. Uh, and I guess somebody... <sighs> he promised a woman that he'd care for her horse and let it use his pasture. Mm -hmm. And, like, before she actually even left the park... He said, Rick, roll your camera, come on, you're going to love this, blah, blah, blah. Walked up, pulled a gun out on the on uh, the horse and shot it dead in the trailer, and then cut it up with a chainsaw and fed it to the tigers. Jesus. So. Well, I mean, uh, you know, as as we all know, Carol Baskin murdered her husband. Joe Exotic burned down that fucking shed, or whatever, that where all the video footage was. He did, and then he... Uh, Tried to pass the blame off on other people uh, and cry about his animals dying after he killed them. Yeah. 
I mean, he he did so. Uh, I guess he had a moment of clarity one day and was like, "Oh fuck, there is so much stuff on those cameras that <laughs> doesn't need to be seen. I'm gonna go burn down my thing." Yeah, I don't know. Um, it might just be because like typically I find these things on the echo chamber that is Reddit, but like it seems like people are coming around and not like. Like the the whole free Joe Exotic thing has died down. Yeah. As much as I love using Reddit for information, I hate going into actual comment threads because, as you said, it's an echo chamber and no one knows what they're talking about. Yeah. That's why our legal advice is the fucking funniest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> and why our relationship advice gets memed into... Uh, hit the gym, dump your girlfriend or wife, uh, lawyer up. Yeah. L- lawyer up, hit the gym, delete Facebook. Yep, 100% of the time. All right, uh, a couple PSAs here. So uh, Netflix has made 34 documentaries available for free on their YouTube channel. Um, hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so they, they're relatively older. Uh, I th- Actually, actually, I think Knock Down the House was put for free as well. But I can't, so that's like the most, one of the more recent ones. But uh, you have stuff like, you know, Knock Down the House, 13th, Abstract, The the World of Design, uh, Explain. 13th is really good. 13th is the best one. Uh, if you don't have Netflix and for some reason listen to this podcast just because you like us, uh, thank you. But go check out that documentary, as that documentary is excellent. Uh, is The White Helmets on there? The White Helmets is on there. That's a good one, too. Yeah. It's a short documentary. I think it's like 40 minutes. Yeah, if that. All right, uh, another PSA. Marriage Stories Criterion Collection has gone up for sale. Uh, of course, I have pre-ordered already, and it will ship Hooray. out in July. I think it's a July 21st official release, so the you, it'll be uh, shipped out either for or on July 21st. Uh, of course, I already have pre-ordered it, so hooray. No, only uh, Blu-ray and DVD, no 4K, which, whatever, that's fine. This is kind of unrelated, but I was talking to Craig about guns, because I was thinking about uh, <laughs> my, I'm just saying, because, <laughs> like, oh, we got our stimulus checks, and we can, like, pre-order the movie and shit. Right. But, like, I was like, oh, maybe, you know, I already pretty much pledged to to put my stimulus check towards uh, Livestream for the Cure. But, right. like. I was like, I'm also kind of tempted because I just have the money now to buy a fucking Colt single action army revolver, uh, AKA the peacemaker, which is like the cowboy pistol that you see in all the movies. Mm. But those are like 17, 1800 bucks and it would like, they're kind of shitty by today's standards. So it would literally just be a thing that I like hang on the wall and have. Yes. And I can point at and say, hey, look at this thing I have. You should get the Charles Bronson gun from <laughs> Death Wish 3. Hell yeah. Or Death Wish 5. You believe in Jesus? You're going to meet him. Yeah. <sighs> uh, I think the other... I do want to get a fucking uh, Colt revolver at some point. The other thing that I would like to have is uh, a Winchester rifle. It is the gun that won the West. Yeah, that's true. And then I can just buy a horse and ride off into the sunset. What did you say, Rick? 
People can call me the Waco Kid. Look at this hand. Steady as a rock. Yeah, but this is my shooting hand. <laughs> well, raise my rent. You are the kid. Blows on his fingernails. Piss on you. I'm working for Mel Brooks. Look, honey, it's Hedy Lamar. That's Hedley. <laughs> Hedley. <laughs> oh, fuck. Kids these days don't understand that joke because they have no idea who Hedy Lamar was. I was familiar with Hedy Lamar because of a an offhand reference in the show Hey Arnold. Like uh okay. Arnold's grandpa had a had a massive crush on Hedy Lamar. And we we saw an animated picture of her. Uh it was interesting. But yes, that's that's how I'm aware of who that person is in the first place. Gotcha. Uh hey, so uh back to back to news. Uh Netflix has decided to add an additional 50 million dollars to their uh, original uh promise of 100 million dollars towards creators uh towards COVID-19 relief. So that makes 150 million dollars that they're pledging yeah. towards uh COVID-19 relief for their employees, which uh Yeah, they they conjured up another 50 million dollars out of the ether. So yeah. <laughs> they reached their hand into the into their uh, sack of holding and just pulled it out. Oh fuck! N- Notice how people are, are are like when when that kind of story comes out. And a, a no one talks about it, and B if they do, they're not like oh Netflix conjured this money. But as soon as like they they speculate on Netflix buying a Scorsese movie, like look at Netflix conjuring money out of nowhere. It's like fuck it, fuck off, pick one. Pick a narrative. Uh, hey, speaking of uh, finances that people don't understand, uh, Netflix now has more market cap than Disney does. Uh, that's because they're actually moving money through the stock market currently. Yes. Uh, Netflix is one of the few companies that has actually like either lost a little bit of value or maintained value. I don't think they've actually increased value since COVID started. Uh, I, it, I could be wrong. I haven't checked in like four or five days. Uh, oh, well, they're okay. Yeah, they're they're up big time. Yeah, I wasn't sure how like, like, like if they would have been gaining subscribers or like if they would have been losing money through like increased operating costs because people are spending more time with it or what. So... Uh, March 16th was like the big, the big COVID day where every, every single stock like plummeted. Uh, since that day, uh, ne- on, on that day, Netflix had a, it was trading at $298.84 per share. Uh, as of this current second, Netflix is, is trading at, uh, $422.96 a share. So actually they have Damn, become son. profitable, profitable. Uh, they reached where they were after or like right before the COVID-19 crisis uh, back on. Oh, my God. Why can't it just give me a date? Oh, April 6th. So uh, back around April 6th is when they uh, made back all of their stock price gain, uh, uh, faultings. So uh, <laughs> Disney, uh, everyone will bear with me. Oh, they're back up to 106. So Disney was trading at. On uh, that same day, March 16th, uh, $95, and actually they're slowly gaining money. But regardless, uh, Netflix has, I think Netflix is at like a 52-week high right now? Something like that? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, this is their 50, this is a big 50, oh, actually, it's, uh, 
it's been about two years since Netflix has been trading this high on the stock market. So hmm. that that explains the uh, market cap. For those of you who aren't aware, are the total number of shares that a company has, like all of them outstanding and uh, bought and held, uh, times their current uh, share price value. So uh, Disney trading at four times the price that Disney, uh, I'm sorry, Netflix trading at four times the price of Disney stocks uh, makes perfect sense de- depending on what their uh, outstanding shares are, which are probably one fourth of the amount of Disney, considering they're relatively close at this point. It's not that like Netflix has surged way past Disney. It's that Disney's barely fucking trading in anything. That's that's the issue. Uh, hey, hey, invest in Disney as soon as COVID's over. This is going to all be fixed. It's my stock tech of the day. You can move <laughs> around your 401k money, do it, to Disney. Uh, that's it. That's that's my finance corner. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope we made this fun for you. Yeah. So, uh, thank, thank you for uh, our latest segment, Mad Money with Dan. This is Tony Stark's business plan. <laughs> oh fuck also i understood that reference hey thanks friend <laughs> let's just reference disney for the rest of the show <laughs> ho, ho. downstream is where we talk about trailers baby i can't control the internet that's my favorite line our first trailer is for dangerous lies uh this is uh, a suspenseful thriller about a, a couple who inherits um a house and money and stuff from an old man mm-hmm. that they were taking care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably the husband is a, a moidler. Yeah, this is like worse Knives Out. Yeah, it's it's unfunny Knives Out. Yes. Uh. I don't know. This like, fuck it, Knives it, Out might have been the funniest movie I've seen in a while. Um, like I know it wasn't like fucking like nonstop slapstick, but like the man, there were a few bits that really got me. I need to buy that movie. Like when none of them could tell what country Anna de Armas's character was really from. Yeah, it was like a subtle slow burn humor. It was really good. Uh, this this movie looks fine. I don't know. I, yeah. I I will probably watch it. It doesn't look terrible. It looks like uh two or three steps up the ladder from Secret Obsession. See the way it started, I was like, oh, this is a this is a lifetime movie again. Uh, except like it, it's probably it probably is, but at least like I don't know. Everyone seems to be trying as opposed to Secret Obsession, which is like this is just comically bad. Yeah. Uh, all right. Our next trailer is for Circus of Books. It's a documentary about uh, the largest gay porn video store in uh, California. Uh, this looks really good. Um, it. I don't know. It's one of those uh, very specific documentaries about a place in a period of time. But like um, this is about this this store that you know uh they weren't afraid or ashamed to be like the biggest seller of uh 
homosexual erotica in the world at the time. Yeah. Um, and how they kind of became a, a hub of gay culture and, uh, like the people who owned it ended up, uh, who were not, you know, it was a, it was a family. They were not a, a gay couple or anything. Um, they just happened to be doing this for a living, I guess. I think they saw a, an opening in the market and just went, all right, let's do it. Yeah, they just said, fuck it, yeah, let's go for it. But, uh, like, the store kind of became a, a hub of gay culture, and they uh, became activists for gay rights. And, uh, I don't know, it also, I guess, uh, like, the show covers the early days of, like, the AIDS pan- epidemic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, how that affected... Uh, their specific niche in business. So, I don't. I don't know. It looks really good. Yeah. It's one. Uh, this was a uh, apparently a big thing at uh, festivals and and such. Yeah. Remember film festivals before in the before times. Yeah, in the long long ago. Um, the next trailer is for Valeria. Um, speaking of things that look good, uh, this isn't one. <laughs> Valeria and, and the city of a thousand erotic books. <laughs> uh, what is this? I don't know. It looks like a like Spanish Sex in the City kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Julio's watched the whole. I don't know. Or did Julio watch the movies? Can't remember what Julio's watched, but Julio's gonna love this. Not because it's Spanish, but because it's Sex in the City. But yeah, you're right. It's it's Sex in the City, but set in Spain. This woman's like, I have like two hundred seventy five thousand euros, and it's like four hundred million dollars. Uh, yeah. Because the euro is, it's not really. It's like four hundred thousand dollars actually. Uh, but uh, she she's supposed to be writing a book and just hasn't written her book and you know uh is might be in trouble with her publisher until uh, along comes a, a man who's very attractive that tells her to write an erotica book uh and it seems like there's some chemistry there but oh no she's still married to her husband who isn't Uh-oh. having sex with her oh no whatever will will happen in this series of events watch and find who out who cares uh 100% true. All right. Uh next trailer is for The Eddie. Uh this is about a jazz nightclub and the the drama around it. And loan sharks, I guess. I mean, if you're if you're if you own a business, if a movie is about owning business, 90 or a movie or a show, uh 90% of the time you owe someone money and that is the crux of the the whole plot of the of the series or, or movie or whatever. Uh mm-hmm. so of course this follows it. Uh this is uh created by and I I assume he's going to direct the whole thing. Uh Damien Chazelle uh and and stars Andre Holland as the only American person in this show. Everyone else is French. Uh so just based off of those two facts alone, I am very intrigued. Uh, that said, I think the cinematography looks like absolute ball sack. Yeah, I uh, wasn't very interested in this. Probably going to reschedule the Which, Eddie uh, for something for something else. <laughs> I was just going to say, I uh, wasn't very interested in this, which uh, is going to make me sad when you make it a topic. 
it, it it's been on the board basically because I've known about it yeah. because you know Damien Chazelle, right? But then I saw this and I was like, I don't think Caleb's gonna be into this, so I don't watch it. I don't give a fuck. I'll watch any damn thing. Uh, please stay tuned for reviews of the big, big, the the big show show and uh, main event as evidence of Caleb will watch fucking anything. <laughs> it's true. Uh, our next trailer is summertime, and the living's easy. Ronnie's on the microphone with Ross MG on the people in the dance and the free the will. I don't know the words to this motherfucking well, song. Qualified to represent the LBC. Uh. That was more entertaining than this trailer. It's like a young adult fucking, like, uh, oh, relationships are happening. The summertime, it's wonderful. Uh, there's relationships happening. Uh, fuck it, who cares? Yeah, and there's 500 days of it, because the girl's name is Summer. And then, and then and then they meet a girl at the end of the, of the movie, and her name's Autumn. Yeah. Oh, man. I like the movie a lot, though. Don't make fun of that movie. <laughs> Don't you hurt that spooky. Oh man, what the fuck? Oh, we watched uh, Project Metal Beast. That was our B movie Saturday. Uh, oh, how was that? Uh, extraordinarily boring. Literally. <laughs> so the first f- fifty minutes are just like setting up this guy to become uh, the Project Metal Beast, uh, and then <laughs> in the final thirty minutes, he 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 decide or the the final forty minutes, he decides he wants to sometimes kill things. Uh, th- movie sucks. Don't watch it. But it's on Amazon Prime, so if you want to watch it, go for it. It's it's free on Prime, if you have Prime. And remember to link up your Twitch Prime account to yeah. and use that free subscription every month. You know, someday I'm going to make you do a fucking special review of Monos, The Hands of Fate. Uh, I think Ashley's watched it, so I'd have to, like, recon her into doing such things. Because B-Movie Saturday is like, hey, I fucking heard about this thing from Red Letter Media. Let's watch it. It's basically the, you know, because uh, the last two weeks we watched Spookies and Alien Private Eye. Both things that were done on <laughs> uh, Red Letter Media. And uh, so was Project Metal Beast. So, What about Feeders 2? Oh, dude, I'd, I would love to watch some Feeders. I haven't seen the first. I need to see Feeders. Made by well, a, a, Feeders Two for some reason is a Christmas movie. Oh, I know, but I want to. It's I called want the, Feeders Two: Sleigh Bells. Yeah, I want the context of the original Feeders because uh, nothing makes me happier than uh, f- shot on video. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Feeders Two: Sleigh Bells has a two point three out of ten on IMDb. <laughs> what does Project Metal Beast have? Oh boy. Forgot the log Project Metal Beast. Project Metal Beast has a 4.7. What? Movie sucks. <laughs> it's so boring. Uh, fuck. Uh, speaking of shot on video, let's talk about our next trailer. Uh, Murder to Mercy. The Centoya Brown story. That's how you say your name. Yeah, um, this is, I guess, one of, uh, a recent trend on Netflix of like um documentaries about like people getting their sentences overruled mm-hmm. or trying to um basically uh Centoya Brown was a girl who was like basically being sex trafficked yep and uh ended up like killing one of her abusers and got sentenced to murder for it 
So like by today's standard, she would be a victim, but like back then they were just like, Oh, she's like a hooker who killed a pimp or yeah. whatever. So, uh, I don't know. This looks pretty good. It looks interesting. Uh, thing I didn't appreciate from the trailer though, uh, tweets from celebrities calling for justice for this girl. Uh, as, as we've seen, celebrities sometimes make bad choices and post them to Twitter. Yeah. Did you know, uh, Woody Harrelson thinks that 5G causes COVID-19? Does he really? Uh, well, I guess he, he thinks that it, like, increases the infection and fucking makes it more deadly. But, like, we don't have fucking... Uh, 5G in Pennsylvania, and we definitely have coronavirus. He also recently found out, or uh, on the set, uh, on like during an interview of the Hunger Games with like with uh, Liam Hemsworth, that he and he being Liam uh, and Chris <laughs> were brothers. He finally figured it I out. I saw that. That was fucking hysterical. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, you're. Bro- oh my god, I just put it together. It's like, what the fuck? Thank God you're such a good actor because you are a dumb motherfucker. Yeah. Well, like, he just is his character from Cheers, pretty much. You've never seen Cheers? Like, he's just this lovable dope. Uh, I've seen nothing but Cheers for the last couple weeks. Vanessa is now on the sixth season of that. Uh, that is the hellscape in which I exist. Don't worry, I- I'm in a constant flux of 30 Rock and Game of Thrones, as Ashley has binged through the entirety of Game of Thrones and is now on season eight. Yeah. Cheers is good though. It's uh there are far worse sitcoms out there. Uh like we'll get into later on in the show. <laughs> Our last trailer is for Never Have I Ever. Uh this is uh, a raunchy coming of age comedy uh about some girls that are just trying to get their trying to get dick down and uh it's kind of like American Pie, I guess, kind of in that tradition. Sure. Uh, and it was created by Mindy Kaling, who is, um, I don't know. I, I only really know her from a few things, but she, I like Mindy Kaling. The Office. She was a writer on The Office. She, yeah. uh, created, oh, fuck, what was her show on Hulu? I can't remember what it was now, right now. The Mindy Project. That's it. Uh, she, so she did that. And then she, which is pretty good. She created this show and she's like, I want an Indian girl as the, uh, the main star. So yeah. they, I remember them talking about the casting for that. So th- this is this is her show for Netflix. Uh, will it be successful? People like teen shit, so probably this will probably be successful. Uh, I'll probably yeah, give it I a think shot. It looks good. Yeah, yeah, it seems funny. Looks better than that fucking. I'm not okay with this or whatever fucking generic stupid title that show had. I mean, it also has the same kind of generic stupid title though. Yeah. Because everyone, everyone has lost all ideas on how to make titles anymore. Yeah. W- welcome to my show. It's called "This Is a Show." That'd be a great sketch comedy. Please show. watch it. Yeah. I guess the only other thing was uh, there's like a live countdown on YouTube. Oh, it's going. To, it's, like, it's, the, it's ongoing right now. Yeah, to the debut of uh, the Midnight Gospel. So. Uh, as of this recording, it's like, uh, I haven't checked it in a little bit, like 10 hours, Mm. seven hours, 45 minutes. 
But yeah, it's just like a weird uh, conglomeration of like interposed images and shit. So. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's like a bunch of shots from the show all like layered on top of each other. I guess. But that's neat. I've never seen Netflix do that for a show before. I haven't either, actually. Now that I think about it. So it'll debut at like 5 a.m. I mean, that that makes sense. Uh, so, hey, how about this? Uh, we're running along in this segment. Let's just uh, throw quick hits into uh, the main review, like the middle segment, and then talk about the big show show for three seconds, because that's all it really needs. Uh, but, yeah, so we're going to cut into a break here for Last Stream for the Cure. Uh, do stuff with that. Yeah, fuck it. Let's throw quick hits over with big show show there. And a do back. you imagine a world immune to all forms of cancer? Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for our fourth annual live stream for the cure. And this year, we need your help more than ever. Please join us May 27th through May 31st for 48 hours of live content from guests and podcasts around the world. We'll be aiming for our most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to talk about uh, some other things we watched this week on Netflix in a segment entitled Quick Hits. All right. Uh I watched the first episode of Hashtag Black AF. Um we're gonna be talking about this in a few weeks, so yep. uh, I won't get too into it, but uh it's very good. Recommend um everybody go check it out. Uh Rashida Jones is fucking hilarious in it, and I think she gets all of the best lines. Oh, good. I'm waiting for her to be, like, the comic person. Because, like, most of the time she's, like, the the straight man in, in the comedy equation. Like, yeah. specifically, like, Parks and Rec. Like, she is, like, even keel. Like, she'll she'll have a couple jokes here and there. But, like, it's basically everyone else being a psychopath around her is from where the comedy's derived. Yeah, and she's, like, the one normal person because she's not from Pawnee. I never made that connection. But that makes perfect sense because Ben Wyatt's also not from Pawnee and he's a normal person. Yeah, I don't get it. It's kind of a small horse. Yeah, I don't get it either. It's just it's tiny and tiny and small. <laughs> All right. Do you want to talk about your things or do you want me to tell you about a Star Trek episode? Uh, I'll tell you about my things and then we can talk about a Star Trek episode. So uh, first up, I watched Drive. Uh, this is Nick's favorite movie of all time. Uh, this stars Ryan Gosling. It's directed by Nicholas Winding Refn. Uh, I don't know if you know who Win- Nicholas Winding Refn is. Uh, he he makes some movies. He was in a Kojima game. He was in Death Stranding. Like his likeness was in uh, Death Stranding for some reason. Like five or six famous hmm. people were just randomly in Death Stranding. Death Stranding's in the uh, PlayStation Spring Sale for thirty bucks. Should I get it? Okay, I like the game. I don't know if that game is for everybody. I mean, I don't think I've ever played any other Hideo Kojima game. I'm not a fan of Metal Gear. 
basically you're a UPS delivery person. That's that's the general gist of the game. I had to play it for myself to determine if I liked it because there's no demo for it and there's no game that I can think of as a direct comparison to it. So, uh, buy at your own risk, but uh, if you like weird shit, probably. And I like you. Thanks. I like Bill. Uh, he's not so, he's not so much as weird as he is stupid. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck! All right, so uh, Drive came out in 2011. Uh, it starred Ryan Gosling. It has Carey Mulligan and Oscar Isaacs in it for like three seconds. Uh, it's basically about like a stunt car driver uh, for movies and a, a car mechanic uh, who uh, is like I don't know if he's a fixer. But like he he's basically a driver for like robberies and such. Like you if you want someone to be your getaway driver, uh this is him. This is uh like the prequel to baby driver or whatever or whatever he becomes. So General Gist is like he, he meets Carrie Mulligan, uh falls in love with her even though she has a kid, uh, and then it turns out that Oscar Isaac is the father of the kid and he's coming home from jail. Uh, and so as, like, a goodwill gesture towards the family, Oscar Isaac gets in trouble, so Ryan Gosling's like, yo, I'll help you out, bro. Except he doesn't speak. That's the thing, it's like, Ryan Gosling barely speaks in this movie. Uh, it's a lot of, like, facial acting and that kind of stuff from him, which apparently became, like, a, a thing that he does. But, hey, whatever. Uh, the movie is kind of slow in a lot of points. Like, it's interesting. Where When it get like around the slow points, but, like, there's some really slow points that, like, have to set up the plot and have to get you through that, but then they keep slowing it down at, at times for some reason, despite the fact that it's supposed to be a thriller. Uh, weird. Uh, the cinematography's great. I, lo- I loved it a lot. Uh, the soundtrack is basically, like, a, a techno score. Like, a, it's like that, not techno score, but it's like, um, oh, who the fuck? What the fuck am I trying to say? It's like that that music Justin likes. I don't know. I don't. I can't remember what it's called right now. But it's the music that Justin likes. Uh, House but, music? Not not uh, a bit. What synthwave? That's it. Synthwave is. The, oh okay. It's a synthwave score. Uh, so I, I I liked it, and I think I think Gosling's pretty good. Uh, the movie's a it's a three and a half. Like it's a good movie. I'm not gonna go out and be like, oh, this is the best fucking movie ever, because like there there are some significant slowdown portions. But otherwise. I enjoyed my time. Uh, the next movie I watched is called Salt. Uh, this stars Angelina Jolie. This came out in 20, uh, 2010, actually. Uh, I remember going to see this in the movie theater uh, and being like, oh, this this was fine. This was a movie that happened uh, back in 2010. So how does it hold up 10 years later? Uh, this is a, t- a fucking time capsule of a movie. <laughs> uh, it feels extremely 90s with how like threadbare the plot is like there's no setup for it like all of a sudden it's like okay angelina jolie is a cia operative uh some russian guy shows up says says she's a double agent for the russians and she's gonna go kill the russian president because reasons Uh, and then the movie spreads out from there uh there's about 45 minutes where it really looks like she's fucking guilty and it's like wait a minute why are we still following her if she's guilty uh, obviously she is not guilty. Uh, this is a 10 year old movie. You shouldn't be getting upset with me if, uh, if you're getting spoilers out of this. Uh, she's fine. I don't, to be honest, I don't know why I watched this again. Like, it, I shouldn't have watched a It's Fine movie and, uh, an, an It's Fine action movie 
and expected it to have aged well. Uh, I think action is probably like the one genre that doesn't age well, typically. Like as we get further and further, if you didn't capture it during that time, or if it didn't capture you during that time when it came out, probably not going to age well. But yeah, uh, this got a, a two and a half. So don't watch Salt because uh, you have better things to do with your time, like watching Good Time. Uh, this is a Safdie Brothers movie starring Robert Pattinson. Uh, the general gist of this is that uh, Robert Pattinson and his special needs brother uh, rob a bank, uh, and then uh, hijinks ensue basically from there. Uh, it takes place basically over the the, the span of a day, where uh. You know, the dye pack goes off in, in their bag because they didn't te- check for a fucking dye pack, even though you like that's the first thing you should do when, when you take part in a robbery and have time to, to collect yourselves, is to fucking check for a dye pack. Uh, but everything spirals out of control because the, the, the special needs brother gets arrested, and then uh, Robert Pattinson's like, just basically, as I throw my pen, on the run throughout the uh, entire rest of the movie, and uh, some, some crazy shit happens because it's a Safdie Brothers movie. Uh, I think this is the superior Safdie Brothers movie compared to Uncut Gems. Uh, but also I think Adam Sandler is trying too hard and Robert Pattinson is effortless in his performance. I think he's really, really good. Uh, I hate the cinematography in every single Safdie Brothers movie. I don't know who the fuck, because they they have two different cinematographers for both their movies, but it looks like a Safdie Brothers movie. And I fucking hate it. Because it's like that, everything's too tight. Uh, everything's too shaky. It sucks. Uh, and the, sc- the score is like a weird keyboard, uh, which is also a very Safety Brothers score. I don't know. It, I, I would hate it on its own, but it kind of worked for this movie. It was, it was weird. So uh, it, it's fine. Good time's fine. I, I just don't think the Safety Brothers are my kind of speed when it comes to movies. But uh, hey, if you like the Safties, uh, more power to you. I have, I have no problem with you. And that's it. That's all I watched this week. Man, that was uh, some ups and downs in that segment. Um, let's move on to Caleb Watch's Star Trek, a different segment. Uh, and this week I'm here to talk to you about uh, Shocker, an episode about Commander Data. Uh, this is Season 2, Episode 9 of The Next Generation, titled The Measure of a Man. Uh, basically, the plot of this is... Uh, they visit a starbase for routine maintenance, and a guy who's a cybernetics researcher uh, comes on board and says, "Like, hey, we uh, we need to do like a diagnostic on data to like figure out how his positronic brain works." Um, sure. So they uh, he wants to shut data down and disassemble him so that he can learn how to recreate the technology. Um, and make like, you know, an entire race of androids. Uh, but it, it basically becomes a debate because like his techniques aren't advanced enough to like preserve the unique things about data that make him the person he is. Mm-hmm. And so his, his androids go blow up space stations on Mars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they, uh. It's it's basically a courtroom debate type thing um, about, like, you know, what makes a person and, like, is Data a living being or is he not? Mm-hmm. Like, is he a machine or is he not? 
um, for like the 10th fucking time. But like, like this is, I'm guessing the, the episode that like somebody wrote after they sat in on like two classes of a philosophy of mind course. (laughs) Um, cause like it, it directly refers to like the problem of other minds. Like, uh, the, this cybernetics researchers like, well, you know, data's not, you know, he doesn't have true sentience. He's just a thing walking around. And, uh, Picard's like, well, prove that he doesn't. And he's like, well, I don't know how to do that. And he's like, do I have sentience? And he's like, well, of course you're a human. You have sentience. And Picard's like, we'll prove it. And the guy's like, this is ridiculous. I'm taking this cool robot and I'm taking it apart. So basically there's a, a JAG officer. <laughs> JAG off. That's a Pittsburgh thing. That's a Pittsburgh uh, thing. Judge, judge advocate general officer for the sector um, who is like overseeing this hearing. And uh, basically since... They have to argue for both sides and like try to build their case. Like somebody has to speak for data. Somebody has to speak against data. Um, And it ends up being like Picard has to argue for data, but like Riker ends up being kind of backed into the corner of having to defend the other side that like, he's just a machine. Hmm. Um, and like he says you know data's my friend i'm not going to i'm not going to do that and she's like well then i'll just rule you know however i feel it like if i'm not going to be able to hear the case i'll just make a judgment and it's going to be that data's a machine and he gets remanded to this guy's uh custody immediately so riker has to basically save data by trying to condemn data it's interesting hmm. um uh, like I said, this is uh like this isn't a, an episode where they're fighting aliens and stuff, but you know it's it's very philosophically heavy, um, and uh, focuses on my three favorite characters of uh, Picard, Data, and Riker. So uh, this was a good one. Well, okay then. I guess the other thing was like uh, it's it's interesting because like. I don't know overall, like, how familiar you are with Star Trek, but, like, the prime directive, like, the main thing that Starfleet exists to do is, like, to go out and find other forms of life and, Mm -hmm. like, communicate with it. So, like, that's the one thing that Picard brings up, like, during their their little trial is, like, you know, you're you're looking for other forms of life. Well, like, it's, it's sitting right there. Like, recognize it, learn from it, but, like, don't like don't, don't endanger it, it yeah. you know yeah hmm. so uh yeah cool cool show how many seasons are there is it is it just three uh there are seven seasons of Jesus. next generation Jesus. okay it's a lot of episodes it's a lot of epis buddies you know i, I think i only said three because uh the original star trek only went for three seasons Mainly because no one knew what the fuck to do with it. Everyone's like, wait a minute, what's yeah. this? Yeah, there's uh seven seasons and I think five movies. But like most people who actually like the next generation just 
fucking ignore the movies because I guess they're not good. Based off of what I've heard from Mike Stoklasa, uh resident expert of all things Star Trek, uh, it's basically like the characters betray what they were during the show. Yeah. And then and then Picard happens. And then Picard happens and unmitigated disaster. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, uh Caleb, it is now time to talk about our main review topic for the week. The Big Show Show, starring The Big Show and others. That's right. Uh the Big Show Show is a new fucking sitcom um i don't know i thought this was like a reality show somehow <laughs> uh Poor it's you. not it's a sitcom uh it's a very generic and uh bland sitcom this has a 6.4 out of 10 on imdb what and uh i think it was what like number th- five or number three in the u.s today on netflix uh, something like that maybe I'd have to check my app. Let me check my app while you uh, uh, continue talking. Yeah, this is uh, a co-production, I guess, between Netflix and WWE Studios. Um, and the logline is uh, when Big Show's teenage daughter comes to live with him and his wife and two other daughters, he quickly becomes outnumbered and outsmarted. Despite being seven feet tall and weighing 400 pounds, he is no longer the center of attention. Is he outsmarted? Uh, I don't know. I think that he probably had already been outsmarted by the youngest daughter. I mean, she's an evil genius. She's Gru. Yeah. They, they specifically yeah. mentioned Gru. Uh, by the way, this is number 10 today in terms of uh, shows on Netflix. Not 10 overall. So this is like okay. uh, very, very close to slipping out of that top 10. Over, uh, in terms of shows. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the big show is our star. Uh, Allison Munn is his wife. She, she's done some work in other things. Yeah. Things you haven't heard of, but other things. Fucking Urkel is in this show. Yeah. Jaleel White. Jaleel White. Couldn't believe it. I was like, wait, fucking Urkel's. I, I have in my notes. Urkel? Yeah. He fucking phones it in too. It's uh Oh yeah. <laughs> it's sad. Uh we never really got into general thoughts. Uh also be aware we're spoiling we're gonna just spoil the shit out of this. Like it, it's a family sitcom show. There's really not much of a plot or anything to spoil, so we're just gonna kinda like freely talk about this. But Caleb, what'd you think of the big show show? Uh it's ass. You're not wrong. Uh, this has uh, distinct shades of a Nickelodeon family comedy sitcom thing. Uh, this was designed to be a family sitcom in, like, after the tradition of Hannah Montana. Yeah. So. Drake and Josh, the Thundermans, blah, 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 that kind of thing. Uh, and in that kind of way, it succeeded because, you know. It's yeah. it's for for kids ma- mainly, at least the way I see it, because it's mainly about like the the daughters, and Big Show's just kind of like an ancillary part of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's an easy way to cash in on the Big Show name, I guess. Um, yes, that household name. Yeah. 
They mentioned Diet Coke about five times in the show. Oh, yeah. They mentioned many things, many Did, times. But they don't show Diet Coke. So I don't know if Diet Coke paid them. But they for, talk about it. Well, don't forget, they also name drop Amazon Prime at one point. So I feel like it's not like they're getting paid. It's just like, uh, it's this thing that everyone knows. Just Did they talk about Amazon Prime? And they, they mentioned a package getting, uh, oh, I'll Amazon Prime. Someone, Big Show said after he broke someone's phone, I'll Amazon Prime you a new phone. Oh, uh, because uh, they also mentioned HBO at one point. Yes. But other than that, they reference like every other thing on Netflix 20 times. Yeah, Stranger Things. Because it's a Netflix show. we yeah. got to refer to our other shows. Oh, I need this. I need this 11 Funko Pop to complete my collection. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I wonder if it was one of those things where like they were shopping around and seeing like who was going to pick it up. And so they just shoved in as many references as humanly possible. So that's why you hear Amazon Prime, HBO, Netflix. And then when Netflix officially became like the home for it, they just were like, all right, shove in more Netflix shit. Ah, fuck it. We're just, yeah. we're just talk about Eleven's Funko Pop thing. Yeah, so I don't know. We got uh, the big show who is just playing himself. Uh, he is retired from wrestling. Uh, we've got uh, smart, independent business wife. Uh, we've got oldest sporty daughter. We've got uh, middle politically minded daughter. And then we've got young mischievous daughter. Yes. Um, I want to point out old, old, older sporter, sporty daughter uh, uh, wears several Minnesota Wild things. Uh, I would like to point out that she is a true fan of the Minnesota Wild if she's willing to wear those things because the Minnesota Wild are not good. <laughs> well, they just had to remind us that she was from Minnesota every episode. Well, she had some Minnesota on her on her on her shirt a lot, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if people are that keen into. Oh, she's from Minnesota because she's wearing a Minnesota Wild toque. Like I don't, I don't know if that's a thing that people recognize. I mean, I recognized it because I'm a psychopath. But regardless, like, <laughs> did, did did other people recognize that, that that's what that logo was from? Did like they have to like do a search or so? I I don't know. I know I sure didn't. So, uh, I think my favorite part uh, of this show uh, is that his wife, uh, the big show's wife, calls him show many, many times. And I went, yeah. wait, what? Is, yeah. so, so wait, is big show just You're his name? You're fucking married to him. Call him Paul. Is, is his name just big show? Like, are they going canonical? Like, oh, this is part of the WWE universe. Like the, their cinematic universe, like he he is show. Uh, my name is Lola Show. I am the Big Show's daughter. Well, no, because like in their kitchen they had like a chalkboard thing with like like a family notice board, and it said the White family on it. And that is correct. That is Big Show's uh, real name, Paul yeah. White. But they but they just call him Show or Big Show. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. And. And on IMDb, he is credited Paul White playing Big Show. So his character in the show is called Big Show. I mean, it makes sense for Terry, uh, Julia White's character, to do it. Because it's like, oh, this is just how he knows him. Like, this is, at his most famous, everyone knew him as Big Show. Or, 
uh, if you're keenly minded, uh, Captain Insano. Yeah. He played Captain Insano in Happy Gil, or, uh, the, the Water Boy. <laughs> Power bomb. Compliments of Captain Insano. Uh, yes, he, he was the giant in WCW. I had no idea that he was Captain Insano. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's almost, it's almost as good as Mach playing Bonesaw. That, uh, <laughs> that for me, that, that counts as a, a wrestler, a wrestler movie because the big show's in it for all of two minutes. Yeah. Oh, this was, uh, this was what Vanessa wanted me to ask you. So in this, he claims to have uh, broken Macho Man's shin. Is that true? I don't know a lot of backstage stories. Uh, I would assume it's true if he said it on the show and he's talking about the business. I, like I wouldn't. That's something I wouldn't be surprised at. Like this would have ha- that would have happened in WCW though, because by the time the Big Show was wrestling and before Macho Man died. Macho Man was predominantly in WCW, uh, and he was never back with WWE. So, like, I I never followed WCW, so that's why I don't know the answer uh-huh. to this. That's my long roundabout way of saying, uh. Okay. Uh, Mick Foley showed up in an episode. I was excited about that. Let me tell you something. That was my favorite episode because I saw. Oh, I know everyone. I know all these people. Yeah. We had <laughs> Mark Henry, uh, the world's strongest man. That was his gimmick. Yep. Uh, and he actually was the world's strongest man at one point. Uh, like he was in, yeah. he, he competed in and won many strongman competitions. Uh, we had Mick Foley, as you said, uh, and then the Samoan man that you didn't recognize because you never would have known who he was. Uh, his, his name was Rikishi. Uh, basically, his gimmick was he wore a uh, sort of sumo wrestler uh, kind of thing, you know, around they okay. wear around like their 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 body. Uh, and he would uh, position people in the corner and then, like, pull his thing in so more of his ass clung out, uh, hung out, and then he would shove his ass in people's faces. He was a great, oh, he was a great mid-card act. Uh, he, also, he did it for The Rock. He did it for the people. Uh, wrestling fans, <laughs> you know what that, that's in reference to. What, what it was was that uh, Stone Cold was hit by a car. Uh, Rikishi admits to uh, hitting Stone Cold with the car because he did it for the rock <laughs> and he did it for the people. I fucking love wrestling so much. Wrestling oh is God. the stupidest fucking thing, but I love it so goddamn much. Uh, and that was uh, Vanessa's entire reaction to this show. She was like, this sucks. I would rather just watch wrestling. In fact, why don't we just watch wrestling? Like, yeah. Go watch wrestling. Like, like she was like, I actually like wrestling, and I was like, Well, I don't know. Should I sign up for WWE Network? And she was um, like, Well, we can just hook up our cable. And I was like, I've tried, and I've never gotten it to work here. So I think it's, I think it's still on Hulu. I think our cable box is broken. Oh, uh, I would recommend actually going to their YouTube channel because they're putting on free matches on their YouTube channel. So if you want to watch some, like, just some matches nice. to like get into it. Like yeah, I, that's that's the route I would I would recommend, and I could probably give you some recs de- de- depending on what's on their YouTube channel. But where can I watch New Japan Pro Wrestling? Um, uh, oh man, if you're gonna watch some New Japan, I have the perfect match for you to start with. Uh, you need their streaming service, which is I think is like five bucks a month. Okay. 
Is it the match where the guy says "shut up"? Hopefully, go go outside and no, get hit by no, a car. No, it is not a Minoru Suzuki <laughs> match. Uh, it, it is. I think this is, it's actually my favorite wrestling match of all time. It's uh, Kota Ibushi versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura at Wrestle Kingdom Nine uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. Okay. Uh, I have to find the link to it because I have, I have the link saved. But uh, I go back to that match every now and then because. Uh, you know, when everyone talks about brutal matches, they think of WWE with, like, chair shots and people going through tables and ladders and that kind of shit. Or, like, Ric Flair just bleeding all the time. Ric Flair bleeding all the time. Uh, <laughs> this match features none of those things, but is incredibly brutal if you understand uh, head trauma in any way, shape, or form. So go search it out. Uh, also, uh, Shinsuke's Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance, uh, he dresses like fucking king zarkon from the original series of voltron oh jesus christ oh my god <laughs> oh my god i have to see it uh is there anything else okay i want to say one plot point with the the big show show and then we can uh, leave this segment forever so his his daughter from another marriage comes to live with him because her mom moves to Brussels for some fucking reason. So I assumed that it's not, that like the season finale was going to be the mom was going to come back to America and then it was going to be like, a, oh, is is the girl going to move back with the mom or is she going to stay there? And that's going to be like the big struggle for that. Uh, we got that in episode early because uh, in episode seven, her friend comes to visit and was like, hey, just fucking come live with us. We have a spare room. And it's like, okay. But this isn't the season finale, so we 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 know that she's going to stay put because reasons. That's it. That's all I have to say. Okay, I have now found the YouTube video. Uh, Nakamura Wrestle Kingdom entrance. Uh, oh, that. From, it, oh, yeah. You should. You yeah. should. Uh, you should start with the entrance, and I will find you the the full match with. I think it's Japanese commentators, which I recommend. The Japanese commentators are insane. Oh, there's nothing more delightful to me than like uh Japanese men like being very excited and talking very quickly. <laughs> That's why when they did uh MX do you remember MXC? Yes. When when they would dub it over the American voices like why? Just keep it as the Japanese guys. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I need to find some uh Oh no! Uh, like also, American, original footage of that show, American Ninja it's, Warrior uh, too. The original show is called Takeshi's Castle. Yeah, American Ninja Warrior. When they would actually have like they would translate the Japanese commentators. That that oh, was yeah. fucking peak right there. That was great. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with the Big Show show, or do you want to just talk about other wrestling? I don't know. See, like I watched, I've marathoned all this, and then I watched the main events. Like I think I'm getting wires crossed. Between the two things. Because uh-huh. I was going to say something about the kid doing uh, fucking Macho Man promos, but I was like, no, wait, that's in the main event. Yeah. I actually did the opposite. I watched the main uh, event first, and then I watched this. Uh, and, and Ashley had already was like checked out of the main event, uh, sort of. But then it came to this, and she's like, this is fucking awful. I can't take this. And she eventually <laughs> she was like, I'm giving this two episodes, and then I'm going to go watch more Game of Thrones. And she was in season seven, everybody. So think about that for a second. Yeah. Game of Thrones is fine. Um, man, I don't know. 
I don't know. We watched one episode of this and uh, both immediately looked at each other and were like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> and shut it me, off. And, I went, oh, no, as well. And, <laughs> and then uh, I just fucking gritted my teeth and went through it today. Well, it's basically like I did that yesterday. I was like, if I don't watch this now, like if I stop to st- like if I stop watching this, I'm never going to get back to this. So I need to power through it. Like it doesn't matter how bad it is. I just need to go through it. And yeah. eventually I started playing around on my phone uh, instead of watching the show, but like sort of paying attention at times. Oh, I was playing Pokemon Black the entire time. Oh, there you go. Uh, hey, what would you give the big show show? Uh, One and a half. Hey, me too. Hooray. I mean, let's be clear. We're not the <laughs> audience for this, but like it, it feels almost insulting as a, as a human being to, to watch this show and be like, Man, this is I don't just know who the unfunny. audience for this is. Kids? Like, young girls? Who are also aware of wrestling? That's a very small segment of, of an audience. Like, I, I was even surprised that in the main event we had kids interested in wrestling. Because it feels like wrestling isn't a thing that kids like anymore. Well, the WWE paid them to act like they liked it. <laughs> Come on. I mean, like, in in general, in real life, do you, I don't think kids actually like WWE anymore. I think it's just like, ah, fuck it, I got Fortnite, who gives a shit? I'm gonna, I'll, let me floss yeah. on you, Dad. WrestleMania, hey, fuck l- you. <laughs> let, me, let me grab that jewel. I saw I that jewel in a Fortnite dance. I don't know, I saw, I, I, I forget that my uh, neighbor from across the uh, cul-de-sac would actually, uh, you know, had a projector and would actually project WWE pay-per-views on his garage. And he had, like, eight or nine people over, and they just fucking watch pay-per-views. So I'd sometimes, like, look out the window and be like, oh, look, there's AJ Styles. (laughs) That's the shit that I'm going to have to do whenever I get my own place. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're also going to set up a a room full of uh, random VHS videotapes. Did you ever see the uh the workaholics episode where they were watching their projector up on the roof? I like think they were I've all seen... sitting up on the roof of their place and uh they had like a sheet in the projector, but they were watching porn and they didn't realize that like people could see it on the other side of the sheet. <laughs> so there were like old ladies and shit walking by and they were like, Oh hey, how you doing? And like they'd get like this disgusted look and fucking storm off. I think I've seen Great. maybe one combined episode of Workaholics. Uh, I think I've seen that one and the one where they start like a burrito truck business, and that's it. Uh, I-, I lied. Actually, remember we watched Game Over Man, which is basically an episode of Workaholics. So yeah, that's true. Man, we really don't want to talk about the Big Show show. No, we're done. We're to- it's over. Uh, let's 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 take a break and. Uh, Come back with some more wrestling stuff when we talk about the main event. Oh, yeah. Dig it. The Netflix and Swole podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Gerald from Two Peas on the podcast. Nick and Justin from the Epic Film Guys podcast. Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast. The IMDb Journey podcast. Julio from the Contrarians podcast. Ashley Gorski from the Rabbit Ears TV podcast, 
Nate Wade from the Everyone Has a Story podcast, Bill Sutton, James Delarosa, Ben Kiefer, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, and Dan's mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at patreon.com slash Netflix and Swill. In order to reach a wider audience, the show needs Apple Podcast reviews. To leave us a review, follow the link in the show notes or search for the show on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and helping us grow. Our audience is at the heart of everything we do. You make the one-star movies worth it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Dan, it's time to get into our... The fuck is this? Second Cautionary main topic. Netflix? No. Dick pick? No. Second main topic, Seven, I guess? Second main topic. It was just like, ah, fuck it, we're doing wrestling. Let's just do a wrestling double feature. Who gives a shit? Yeah, fair enough. Welcome to our other main topic. The main event, uh, which is, I guess, a, another Netflix uh, WWE co-production. It's about a kid who finds a magic luchador mask and uh, enters a competition to become the next WWE superstar. NXT superstar. Also that. Uh, this has a 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, Oof, it's worse than Tall Girl? Uh, Dan, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the main event? Um. All right, so once again, we're we're not the intended audience for this movie. So I don't like this movie, but uh, I th- I found some legitimately enjoyable things. Uh, mainly me pointing out wrestlers that uh, I knew who were in this movie, because there's a tournament that goes on, and there's like 16 wrestlers, and about six of them were wrestlers that I recognized from actually being in WWE. So that's how they kept the cost down on like training like extras and shit is they just got WWE people to to fucking take bumps and shit. Um yeah. it, uh, it's 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 not a good movie, but I mean it's an hour and 40 minutes, so it's less time than the big show show. So it didn't overstay its welcome. Yeah, it's uh it's one of those movies I guess that like uh me and Vanessa watched it like it it had enough charm that like mm. we had fun throughout the watching of it uh when it ended we looked at each other and said you know i liked that experience and then we'll never talk about it again yeah i think uh to just talk about the movie cuz we're we're just going to talk about this it's it's a kids movie there's no real big plot beats like everything is formulaic as fuck uh the the thing that isn't formulaic though is that apparently in this universe, wrestling is real. Yeah. Also, like, he's not the only person with superpowers. Because there's a guy who does a fucking, like, sonic fart at him for, like, 30 full seconds, and it, like, blows him through the air. Uh, That is Otis from Heavy Machinery. Uh, he's a WWE wrestler, uh, currently on Raw. Uh, so No, Dan, his name is Stinkface. That was Rikishi's finishing move, by the way, the stink face, when he would shove his ass in people's faces. <laughs> Every, everything comes full circle. Hooray. Uh, I, I, I actually have down here as a note, did someone really just use a fart as offense? And, and, they, and they did. <laughs> Can we talk about the alternate title for this movie, Yeet the Movie? Yeah. 
because uh, it, many times during this are th- are objects and people just thrown, and like if they just called it yeet, I would have been okay with it because like it's just yeeting things everywhere. I don't know. It's uh, so the kid, him and his grandma are big wrestling fans. Uh, mm-hmm. she she thinks that it's fine for an eleven year old to enter this WWE tryout tournament yes uh well only after he takes part in one match because after after he takes part in one match she like and she was watching it she's like oh well you can clearly handle yourself as long as you have have this mask all right fine everything's fine yeah and there's no chance that you know since they establish in like the first couple scenes that like every wrestler has a weakness there's no chance that he could ever be stripped of his mask during this movie Never. Um, the dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the mom left, ran off with another dude. Um, doesn't call her kid. Kid doesn't understand why mom's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dad's working two jobs to try to make ends meet. So, uh, the kid decides that he's gonna enter this NXT tournament to get fifty thousand dollars and pay his dad's mortgage. Yeah, which. You know, I know, I know how like sometimes when movies do this thing, they're like, oh, "Okay, uh, so the the check is exactly how much money they need, like how, the 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 cash prize is exactly how much money they need in order to to pay off all of yeah. their debts." Uh, it was only twenty thousand dollars worth of debt, like for of mortgage payments that were owed. Yeah. So, yeah, like, so I, it's significantly more money than what they needed. Yeah, I, I appreciate that it was it wasn't just like, oh here like yes, it's a catch all, but it's not like, oh, this convenient thing that like it's still a convenient thing that happens, but it's not like a oh well I mean like it's this convenient thing that gives us exactly what we need and now we can sort of I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but like I think of like dodgeball and it's like, alright, we need uh, a million dollars to save average Joes. Uh, okay, oh go go to this million dollar dodgeball tournament. Man, you're going out of your way to try to compliment this movie. I mean, it's not like a great thing. It's just like, a, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> oh, uh, the special effects are garbage. Yeah. Like, uh, the kid runs around. He he jumps really far. He, he, he throws things, and the special effects just look terrible every single time. Like, uh, they have to do, like, specific cuts in order to make it not look like the kid is, uh, doing these dangerous things. <laughs> do you want to hear, uh, an IMDb user review for this movie? Oh, no, it's one of those movies. Uh, sure, I guess. Uh, I'll just give you a couple highlights. Uh, three stars out of ten. Just because it's for kids doesn't give it an excuse to be so damn lazy. The obvious wire work on all the fighting was cheap and sucked. Uh, are we really this easy to please with a slapdash feature length WWE advertisement when we're 10 years old? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I can safely say the hip grandma character is the worst goddamn thing you'll have to sit through. You just got grandma will go down as the single worst piece of dialogue of 2020. Uh, it's a bold statement. It's a very bold uh, statement. Anyways, don't watch this. Maybe this quarantine shutting down all film productions is exactly what this industry needs to get its head on straight. Uh, press X to doubt. 
Ooh, I wonder who this guy. Uh, hold on, I gotta look up uh, Samson real quick because he had a very distinctive look, and I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, a la No Holds Barred, he gets signed to a WWE contract. Oh, he actually he's I lied. He's he's in. He was in WWE at one point, and now he's no longer in WWE. So, congrats, guy. And he also had no lines in this movie. <clears throat> Sounded like Harrison he, he Ford. He grunts <clears throat> and points. Let me see. Let me make sure I was right here because I knew Smooth Operator was Keith Lee. I was, I was fairly sure that was Keith Lee. Um, do we not have? Do we have Mia Yim? I think it's Mia Yim. Oh yeah, Mia Yim. Oh my God, I'm so good at this. Yeah, the 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 one woman who they have in the tournament. Uh, who gets squashed by Samson uh, is another WWE wrestler by the name of Mia Yim. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what you want from me. This is a it, it was a WWE wrestling movie featuring actual wrestlers, and I was like, oh, look, they're wrestlers here. Uh, one other thing I want to point out real quick before we stop talking about this movie, because it's, it's a whatever movie. Uh, the kid steals promos from famous wrestlers and when he does them in front of the crowd the crowd cheers now i can tell you from experience that anytime somebody steals promos from somebody else the crowd knows it and the crowd boos that person so <laughs> no don't like, like he did the best i'm um, the best there is the best there was and the best there ever will be it's a Bret Hart thing. A kid should have been fucking uh, beaten to death and then put in the sharpshooter. <laughs> strong words from a strong man. I'm just saying, I've seen, I've seen that happen on TV, and it's just like, oh, it's a kid who we fucking who, who cares? Some kid is like repeating the no. Up until the point where he gets unmasked, no one knows he's a kid. Everyone's just like, ah, he's a really little guy. Oh, fuck it, who cares? His fucking wrestling name's Kid Chaos. I mean, there was a, we had the one, two, three kid. We had kid dynamite, uh, tiger kid. Like we, we had, uh, that was actually a real name. Like we had many kids in wrestling who were just like little, like cruiserweights basically. So like it's, it, it wasn't out of the ordinary. I I never had a problem with it. Eh, I don't know. It's, this is a mildly entertaining throwaway movie. Yeah. I don't know. That's fair. Uh, anything else you want to say about it? Nope. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a stand- it's a it's a standard kids movie that I had like a little bit more enjoyment out of because like this was my world for a little bit. Like this is this is something that you know I thought about doing as a kid, and then I put Corey in the walls of Jericho on his trampoline, and then we <laughs> never we never did this again. <laughs> Uh, didn't you almost fucking kill him? I wouldn't go that far. Uh, but I, I, I did stretch him, uh, very, very well. And, uh, he said he couldn't walk right for three days. So, and mind you, we were teenagers at this point. So when you're hurt as a teenager, like that badly that you can't walk right for a few days, uh, you're hurt. You're real, you're real hurt. Oh, fuck. Uh, what would you rate this? Uh, I gave it a two. Mm. Eh, two and a half. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just can't get 
through like kids movies are just like not my thing but like the yeah. the whole wrestling thing kind of bumped it up a little bit for me so yeah so so that was wrestling week everybody i hope you all <laughs> enjoyed yeah let's not do another theme show for a while uh yes uh that sounds good uh speaking of which next week on the show uh we have the chris hemsworth action movie extraction oh fuck is that liam hemsworth's brother i'm trying to th- who's the third hemsworth there's a third hemsworth i can't remember is it henry no uh, that'd be stupid uh tito <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's the stupidest joke. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good joke. It's a great joke. It's just stupid. Uh, Luke. Apparently, uh, there's a Luke Hemsworth. He's 38, and he looks uh, rough. Uh, but yeah, we're we're doing that. And then... Uh, How many Baldwins can you name? Alec, Billy, Donnie, Tito. <laughs> Oh fuck! I've just decided that my my professor my professional wrestling name is going to be Tito Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> but what about Kid Chaos? It's a great name. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, on the back of Extraction, uh, it's a Patreon review for Blow. Uh, it, it stars Johnny Depp. It came out in two thousand one. I have no idea what it's about, but Gerald gave it to us. He's like, this, cocaine. Movie, this movie's great. You should watch it. And it's like, okay, Gerald. It's about cocaine. I mean, probably. My cocaine? I wonder if he's in it. It's all It's all of our cocaine. Don't try to Bernie Sanders my cocaine. When I'm president, everybody will have all the free cocaine that they can eat. See... That right there, that's that's some good population control. Yeah. Universal basic cocaine. All right, uh, let's get out of here. Uh, you can find us at NetflixandSwill.com. All the social media is at Netflix and Swill. Uh, go continue to go to Podchaser. Uh, they extended that, that uh, hashtag reviews for good. Go review us on Podchaser as well as all of your other favorite podcasts. Uh, and like episode by episode, every review is 25 cents, 25 schmeckles. And then uh, after that, uh, if I respond to the review, which I do, I'm very good at that, uh, that's another 25 cents. So let's get some more money to Meals on Wheels for COVID-19 relief. All right. And until next week, this is Caleb saying, don't get hit by a chair. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.